0: What's up, everybody? It's your girl Robin E. checking in on a brand new episode of Pillow Talk. And as always, I appreciate y'all for tuning in like you do. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and follow me on YouTube at Robin E. Vet to see me live in action. Bringing y'all another dope interview with Engine Music creator, founder jonathan johnny boy johnny Induendo, johnny the hottest (laughs) all of that all of that my man slid through he brought me a bottle of Moet, which i am so thankful for and he really just touched in on the things that he looks for in artists and what we should be doing if we're trying to emerge into the music world giving us business okay giving us business and all of the exclusive make sure you guys keep listening new episode dropping right now Okay, so I'm just thrown off now. You just <laughs> threw me off now with that. You just you just threw me off with of that. But um, yeah, you are you know a hit maker. You're a businessman. You know you're really like a connoisseur when it comes to the music for yep. sure. So I mean, first off, we got to know you know where you're from a little bit. Give us a little background.
1: All right, so it's kind of a tale of two cities. I actually was born in North Chicago, Illinois. Um, around high school time, late eighth grade, moved to Zion, Illinois. So I am a ZB. So that is where I went to high school. Um, And grew up in, just grew up in the Lake County area. If anybody uh, knows me, John McBride at the Ebenezer Baptist Church is my father. So grew up in the church. So that's kind of what helped with the music background a little bit. And then I really got my start in business. So I was always good at business in uh, high school. We had this uh, one teacher, Katrina Anderson, who taught me everything I knew. And how to be an entrepreneur and even darnell Rios, how to really push and drive towards something you're passionate about because i know um it's hard sometimes to push towards your passion especially when nobody's there supporting you yes. and you have to do it by yourself man it's like lonely nights and then you know over time you start to meet people that are kind of like you mm-hmm. and then you can move with them but that's just a small little background start off in north chicago then move to zion yes. zion kids is where y'all saw oh
0: you know what i i Zion just ain't for me. It's no shade. I feel you. No shade. I'm walk, walk town bulldog baby. Nah, no, not walkie. All it. day bulldog baby. <laughs> Might as well. But no, that's dope. Shout out to the home team and the people that influenced you. Obviously, those are people that you know really did leave an impression on you.
1: No, for real, for real.
0: Nice. Okay, now I gotta know. You know, growing up, what what did you want to be as a child?
1: Ooh, growing up, what did I want to be? I think I wanted to be a lawyer because I love arguing people.
0: Oh, I could see that. Mm
1: -hmm. I love debating. I love, like, it really comes from a want to understand another person's perspective. But what I like like to do is kind of give people insight. If I feel like you're spitting me bullshit, Mm. I'm going to test your head every time. You may be right, but I want to know, do you understand why you're right? Because I always feel like when people bring information to people... Make sure you know what you're talking about, because I feel like us as Black people, the reason why we're so behind is disinformation mm. and not knowing the full story. We get some of the small context and not knowing the reason behind things, why we need to do this and why we do these other things. Where I feel like some cultures have a little bit of a head start against us, where we um not really trying to obtain that information hurts us, because we got a lot of people that can tell you, "Hey, go go do this or that. Why?" And mm-hmm. like, well, well. Such and such is doing it, it seems like it's working. Uh, how does that relate to me? How can I build the community and stuff like that? So that's that's one reason why I always test people when they uh bring information because one, I want to make sure anything that goes out to our community is vetted first.
0: Thanks. Absolutely. See, now you are getting deep with it. And you're <laughs> you're absolutely right. As as a whole, black people, we have a bad history of getting misinformation. Right. And just doing things because we're told without understanding why we need to do that. Exactly. Like that's deep. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's deep. That's deep. So how did you get into music? Like, growing up, you know, what were some things that really drew you to music?
1: All right. I'm going to give you guys the, the harsh reality of the story behind it. It actually started with me trolling music. If anybody knows AMK, Devin Roberts, me and him were roommates. And I was there the day he decided to rap. And jokingly, I was like, I'll make you beats. I ain't got nothing better to do. Okay. So it first started off me and I made this beat. It was called Walking In It. And um uh, it had a harmonica, it sounded like some bullshit country like type <laughs> shit. But you could tell me nothing. I thought that harmonica was the hardest shit ever in there. Then I took it to my uh cousin Adam Gray because I'm thinking, all right, let me show people what I can do. I'm good at everything. I'm gonna do this this one time. And he was like, You trash, you are garbage. And I've been stuck doing it ever since because <laughs> I got this whole thing, like, you're not know, gonna tell me I'm trash, I'm gonna be the best person at this. And um I think what made me fall in love with music, I've always been um, very passionate about business and the business side of everything. And I felt like the artists I was engaging with didn't take the business side as serious as I thought they were. And that also came from me not fully understanding and knowing them, but how do you operationalize something?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, you're performing shows, you're putting um, songs on SoundCloud, but one thing I always have fear for any creative, if you don't try to figure out a way to make money, The moment you start feeling jaded from the thing because it's not making you any money, you're you're gonna quit, hands down, because the money's not coming in, it's going out faster than it is. And I was like, that's something I can bring to the music game. All right, let's bring let's bring structure. Let's work with this person. Let's work with that person. Let's get on this platform. Okay, Spotify. How do you pick out who is um who to pick and who to recommend? Learning about the algorithms and things like that. So. What really got me deep into music is i saw a need for the business side of it mm. and i want to be that person to fill that need and then i've always been obsessed with um la reed and babyface nice. two of my favorite people of all time and i want to run my own record label because um i feel like black music has lost its identity mm. so i want to help bring it back mm. because i feel like too many times we force ourselves to meet them where they're at we're just trying to get them to meet us where we're at and, really have that identity of this is what soul music is, this is what RB is. We all and I, I really want that for us as African Americans because yes, I know we tried to um attach to our African lineage, but we are so far removed from that that we do have culture that we built here yes. that we need to bring back in, showcase and highlight. Yes. I love that. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm gonna take this shit over. Take it over.
1: Oh, for real! I love
0: that, and you're not wrong, man. I mean, the music game is vicious in in itself as Mm -hmm. it is, and as a black person, I do feel like there is a lack of representation as far as continuing to push our culture in music. We always are getting, you know, stuff taken from us from other TikTokers, and just you know, the top five TikTok earners, I think, yeah, are like all white, and they all are on because of they they've stolen stuff from black TikTokers, you know, so. I do appreciate you wanting to like make a difference, you know, in music on that side because we do need people that actually genuinely want to see us be
1: represented. Exactly.
0: Like that—that that matters for sure. Yeah. Yes. Now, who was your favorite artist growing up?
1: Favorite artist growing up, it's two. So two different, two different genres. Um, huge Kanye fan. I understand You're Kanye right. says say right. things crazy. He don't do no wrong in my eyes. R and B wise growing up it eventually turned the baby face, but Mariah Carey.
0: Oh mm-hmm. nice.
1: Huge crush on Mariah Carey.
0: Nice. Before I knew better. Oop. Okay, don't come at Mariah now. What what that mean?
1: Look, we're not gonna get too deep once I got older and learned about the beauty of black women, Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah,
0: well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Started to
1: yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not
0: wrong. You're not wrong. It, but
1: it, no. It's something about having somebody that can fight for you, right? But, mm. And this is just, hey, just my personal opinion. I think that's the beauty of a black woman. There's um, certain situations that you go through, whether whatever race you, whatever race you are, as a man having that person. Oh, you. Even also funny shit. Uh, me and Tay joke about this all the time. Oh, you get your, you get your. If they get y'all man's order wrong, y'all. It's think up
0: it. and <laughs> stuff!
1: And I think you need some. You, you need that because as a man, you always want to know. Hey, somebody's in my corner. Because sometimes even for mental health versus men, it's hard because we never say it. But the reason why we try to pick the women that we do because we want to partner in this because we know it's lonely for us. Mm. We don't say it verbally, but that's what we're truly looking for is that companionship. So when we're down, somebody just knows to say it's all right. Yes. Even though, you know, we gonna live with like, that. Oh, everything's all right. But in the grand scheme of things, no. Nah.
0: Okay, we just need somebody there. you <laughs> have been need somebody there. Shout out to the black women for doing the damn thing. And always, always. But all women are beautiful, you know. All women. No, most definitely. All women are
1: beautiful, for you sure. No, I gotta what I identify with.
0: <laughs> so definitely, Mariah Carey. That's a good selection. So I mean, you you didn't listen to like a lot of rap growing up?
1: No. So growing up in a Christian household, my parents were big into rap. So. We used to—I remember when we had MP3s. Kind of date myself. Have to get music off of Walmart.com mm-hmm. because it was edited. Mm-hmm. I think the first rap CD I ever heard, and also one of my favorite artists, Fifty Cent, "Get Rich or Die Try. Hey, yep.
0: that's a classic album, though.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like even on some weird stuff. Like mm-hmm. I remember the first time my mom was gonna let us buy our own CDs. Any CD we want. I was so scared. I bought the Digimon CD. I was like, hey, I want to see be seen as the good child. My brother got it. Um, <laughs> hey, we, all, we, all, we all come from something. <laughs> I was like, hey, look, I don't listen to rap music, I've listened to something that's a little bit little bit wholesome. But hey, they had a song called Up by Smash Mouth, like, hey, now it's uh, get your game on, yeah, that awesome song. yeah, that so. is it. And trust me, black people don't. Get started. We all got that one song we know. <laughs> so, we all listen to the Gorillas or the Weezers or something like that. That's, and our Paramore that I've learned about a lot of people lately.
0: That was a classic time. Mm-hmm.
1: That was classic. Called the 2000s. You right. Definitely. You're
0: right. Okay. I got a few white favorites. Yeah.
1: I got a few white What are, what are your few white favorites?
0: Few white. Oh, I used to love Avril Lavigne.
1: Mm, you seem like a Robin thick person.
0: I do like Robin thick still now, too. But but he do still more, you know, he don't have the white sound. He has still the R&B sound.
1: Watch out, brothers. He might take her from y'all.
0: I'm just saying. Robin and Robin.
1: That work out. Pull her card if (laughs) it (laughs) has
0: That work out. And I used to love, um, damn.
1: And she like people's champagne color.
0: I like um, (laughs) Shania Twain, too. Oh, yeah. She's fire. Yep. So when I be in my mode, I would definitely throw on Shania Twain. I'm a little culture.
1: My favorite one, Bobby Caldwell.
0: I guess you yep. wonder where would I'm it, it call When me off guard, I would that <laughs> <on> <laughs> like to his catalog. Like, this nigga don't mess. No, for real. Fire, fire for sure. Okay. <laughs> so how did you get into wanting to create, you know, your own, like, music platform? What was the moment for you where you was like, man, I need to just do my own label. Like, I need to do that.
1: Okay. It, first start off, um, I never, I really don't like joining things um because i feel like when you start something you get to really understand what it does Mm -hmm. then i'll be more inclined to join something because if i if i can't get the grasp of this is what we're doing this is why we're doing it's hard for me to um fully connect with it so that was really why i wanted to start so i know like okay if we ever did get to a major i know everything to look out for because we've already been through this process and no one can hit you with like hey here's a deal and you think it's good because you've never went through the process before (laughs) So if everybody thinks when they first start, you may not think a lawyer is important. You may not think of I need contracts, um, what are split sheets, producer agreements and things like that. So I wanted to go through a process so that when we did get there, we understand how it works. And then I just fell in love with it. So that's And that's why I stick with it because I like it because I feel like you can change people's lives on, on two fronts. These are artists that work it hard every single day. Especially the artists that I have on my camp: JP, The Truth, Bass Dragon, Tame Um, and I feel like trying trying to help them get something that can help them get financial freedom through it, so they can do what they truly love. And showing them that there's an open door is what makes me want to do this like every day. So it's almost like that community service piece to it, nice. and then also helping con- connect people with other creative people. And I also saw it as my ultimate goal of this is I want to build a conglomerate where some young black girl's black boy can walk into a building and say, "This was started by this was started by us and can dream bigger. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have to see it as, I have to be the rapper or the singer. I can be the executive and get all this. I can be the podcast host and get to this level." But I think that's what we're doing something special around here in Lake County with all the entrepreneurs that are growing up. And we're all starting to connect now to where we can build that future and show that there aren't just two doors. You don't have to go to league or play ball. Hey, the music thing didn't work out. I wish I could sing. But I was like, hey, I can do things from the background and still be with music, still be with something that I love. So how can I shape that and get the knowledge in order to be in that space? Yes
0: absolutely that's so beautiful <laughs> you
1: practice these answers didn't you mm-hmm.
0: he practice. Tay.
1: Hey. <laughs> hey that would mean she gave me the questions before
0: <laughs> no but that's dope i really love that i love how you really like think about the bigger picture and really try to give people or anybody an opportunity yet to be involved on so many different levels like everybody's not meant to be the front man, you know, right. everybody's not meant to necessarily be that person on stage, but right, somebody booked that person for the stage, somebody, you know, booked them to get there. Like mm-hmm. there's so many different levels that do matter. So I love that you
1: see, you know, the whole picture. Yeah, and to just give people analogy, think of it like this. Um, and this is just how we operate at engine and why we're called engine. Somebody's gotta be the Mercedes logo, somebody has to be the bodywork around it. That car ain't going nowhere without no engine. But even the engine is made of multiple components, the pistons and things like that. And all those pieces have to work together. And that's what we're about, putting all the right pieces together so that the car moves. So to use Tate Mystica as the answer is she is that Mercedes-Benz. She's the car everybody's gonna see. Let it have a bad engine though. <laughs> it look it's gonna look real good, but it's gonna be stuck in like a parking line. That's where we help, we help each other and we make sure that our all the right components are in there, and then we move forward. And also the biggest piece I like to um let artists know that we got gas. We can keep going. We don't have to we don't have to give up. We don't have to give up now. Yeah, the journey seems long, but when you've got enough uh, of the right pieces in the car, you can you can go as far as you want.
0: Yes. Engine music. Okay, vroom vroom. <laughs> vroom, vroom. So how how would you define then, you know, the overall sound of engine music? Is it just diverse? Is it specific genres you focus on or what?
1: So it's more um, heartfelt from the music we made. I feel like there's a um, piece of the artist that they put in all their music. If you listen to it just from the sound of it, there's different genres we do where you got bass dragon that's going to more hyper pop, more of the literally bring rock back, which I love because I think we do need more African-Americans in that space because we can, we can play there as well. You got to Mystique That is the R and B Then we got Mr. Blue eyes. Soul himself, JP, the truth, um, but if you listen to all the music, they're telling their stories and they're trying to connect with people and say, hey, I know what you've been through. Let me put this in music form so that we can share these stories and these stories can be shared throughout time and we can connect with these on like a deeper level versus what's the most cookie cutter thing I can make mm-hmm. And not not trying to um, come at a lot of people sometimes some artists try to default to this is what's hot now, so this is what I'm gonna make versus, what I try to get my um, artists to do is, what do you feel? Mm. Make that because when you perform it, people are going to feel it. When you got to go and promote it and push that song, you're going to feel it. If it's a wreck, you just said, oh, I made that trolling, really don't care about it, it's not going to mean nothing to you. Then it's not going to mean nothing to anybody else. Yes,
0: absolutely. And you, we should be having heartfelt music. Mm-hmm. So, how, how are you feeling about the whole viral sensation and the TikTok songs? And how do you feel about that being you know, in music?
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely a place for it because um, I think what people have to also remember, music is a business as well as itself. But don't get discouraged by it. I know a lot of artists get discouraged when they see people like the Island Boys, the microwave mills They're here today and gone tomorrow mm. type of. We've all been through trendy artists that popped up. Remember when we went through all those crank debts? Thanks. We're all those artists now. And the thing is, all artists really need to focus on. Don't focus on those work on your craft and find your peers and your contemporaries that you can work with that you can continue to grow and you're going to get the longevity in this game like no one realized like anita baker still performing we don't hear about her every day but she's still Mm -hmm. doing it um janet still performing
0: yeah
1: who's we still got people from boys to men performing we've got new additions still performing you want to be that yeah don't worry about the person that's their faces popping up everywhere, because usually they're probably in some 360 deal mm. where they're breaking their back, not making any money, no time soon. They probably won't make none until another five years from now. But you want to be like the current example, Jasmine Sullivan, put in all that time and won the award. Mm-hmm. Won the Grammy for best R&B artist and didn't run promo like everybody else. A lot of people probably would have picked Summer Walker over here. But it's the way she went about it that made her win it. And she made an album, she said, hey, I made an album about me in my 20s mm-hmm. And everybody connected, everybody connected with it. So I'm never too worried about the viral sensations, because honestly, what we all also have to look at it is we as people made it viral. Okay. So part of it is we liked it. Yeah. We may not say, hey, we want a whole song like we had that song, Why are You Always Lying. We we liked it for this little little time period, but let those people have their flowers. Hopefully they continue to make music and do it further. But if not, hey, here today, gone tomorrow.
0: Thanks okay nice nice now do you have like a favorite time period of music
1: in 90s had to look, 90s 90s why oh. why the 90s i feel like oh, i'm gonna get like sappy. i feel like if you give it i'll give it the 80s 90s and 2000s but specifically the 90s because i think this was the height of it mm-hmm. where men showed more emotion in the music you got songs like uncle sam talking very about very true he, he made the whole song about getting cheated on. You got Carl Thomas talking about, man, I wish I never met her. And he talked about being with another man's wife. Like, she wasn't even his to begin with, but hey, he still felt <laughs> some type of way. You, you got Jaheim talking about, man, he wish he would have put her first, or even men just be in love with women. Um, you got Kitty Lattimore, never too busy. Um, boys to men with all their ballots. You even had um, niggas like um, Case and Jagged Edge, Dressed with a little bit more age, but still showing, showing care and love to their women. And I feel like we need to get back, get back to that. And that's why I think I love those eras over any other music. Because I think in the 2000s, I think we um let rap take over r and a little bit too much. Mm. And the rappers and auto-tune let them start singing. And we lost a piece of music that is now starting to come back. But we got to make sure we don't lose it again.
0: Mm. Okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Interesting. I think, too, in the 90s, the music was just a lot more simple, like, straight to the point. Right. Like, we do have a lot of glitz and glamour going on right now, and, you know, things bright to change your voice, and all these other things on the track versus just the lyrics and the melody, and, right. or whatever the song is about. Like, it's definitely a lot of distractions.
1: Right. Because they're not feeling the music no more. They, hey, somebody somebody uh, says, I need to write a song to make a pop sensation that mm-hmm. everybody can like, versus... Who are you trying to touch with that song? Like yeah. who's who the core audience to oh, I don't know, like this, this group here. No, let's get back to like making like real music and people that you identify with. Cause I think the best music people make is I'm so-and-so from Wisconsin. And here's how the women around me feel that I make that music. We gotta be like, Oh, that's how Wisconsin women get down. Okay, we get to learn, learn about them. Versus, I feel like every man, every woman is telling the Atlanta story. Mm. But That uh, that may not be where you grew up from I want to hear where you're from I want to hear how things get down where you're you're at Right, right, okay I
0: like that, I like that Okay I'm just thinking I mean, yeah, I I, I feel like When you have like timeless music It's able to reach everybody In whatever situation or whatever it is That you're going through, like it's just timeless So right now, do you feel like there's anybody In music right now That is making timeless music
1: Making Timeless Music. Mm. If I had to pick someone I think is making Timeless Music, I'm going to say, give me, this artist out of the UK named Naio. Okay. I think the sound she's making, she's getting ready to make some Timeless Music. I believe Lucky Day is on the verge of getting to that level. Especially with the people that he's working with and wait till her catches what she really wants to do. Mm. I feel like once she gets comfortable within herself, hey, all bets are off. She, mm-hmm. I think she can really bring the soul back to music, especially with that record she came out with Best Part. Mm-hmm. I think she really found something there. And um, I think they try to over-commercialize her on her last project. Mm-hmm. And I can hear some songs that sounded hurt. yeah. But if she sticks to her core, yeah.
0: Nice, her definitely. She she definitely came in swinging. Mm-hmm. I remember when she first performed like at Big Jam, and they rushed her off like she went over her time, and they were telling her to get off the stage. And like that was when she was, you know, dropping her stuff and her singles, and like you know, it was very still underground. But when I saw her and I saw her hair, I was like, oh my god, you know, what I'm saying right. she she's here, she's like this is crazy, <laughs> and I, I couldn't believe that they were like getting her off the stage like right. that. You know, I was like, Do y'all know who this is. But that was right way back when. I was like six years ago or some shit or five or six years ago. I don't know. It, it was a while ago. But right, like her music then is still like timeless right now, and she's still so prevalent, like in that that box, like exactly. Sex.
1: And then she's a multi instrumentalist. Right. Jimmy Hendrix and Stevie Wonder in one concert. Mm-hmm. She get there on the piano, play play a nice tune, a guitar, and I feel like once the world fully opens back up, where we're all going back to concerts and things more regularly. Mm-hmm. I think that's when she'll take that next leap, because I think her live is going to be what makes everybody attracted to yeah, her. Yeah,
0: for sure. I love Snow Allegra, too. Oh, yeah. I think she's somebody that is really making some timeless ass music right
1: now. Yeah, I wish Snow Allegra did get more pushed. That's probably why she didn't come to the forefront of my head, because Snow Allegra is definitely making some like nice music. Mm-hmm. And also Sabrina Claudio. Yeah. Even though she did say some things with Okay, I girl. was going to say Hey, if we forgave Doja Cat, let's let's, let's forgive everybody. We can't okay. pick and choose.
0: Another one is Cleo Soul.
1: Yeah. So nice. if you ever
0: if you ever tune in, I would love to interview you. I'll be stalking her in, on Instagram.
1: Uh, Cleo Soul, nice. But she is... The UK run is for um, R&B.
0: Yeah, like, it's just... And I don't know. I'm I'm not a super big rap person anymore, even though I do listen to a lot of rap because of the artists that I have on my show. So I do try to stay up to date. But I love R&B and songwriting. Right, you know, I feel like you can tell when somebody really wrote that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you hear it, you can you know they wrote that shit.
1: Yeah, because you feel the you feel the emotion into it, and it's telling the story. Because mm-hmm. that's what music was supposed to be all about. It's rather telling history or telling the story where mm-hmm. people can connect. And even rap used to have it. Mm-hmm. I think we're just getting one story all the time, and that's what's making it not feel authentic anymore. Like we need the songs for the streets. We need we need their voices. Not everybody mm-hmm. lives that life. Mm-hmm. We need more than one. We need more than just two J. Cole's and Kendrick's. Right. We need more of that lane. We even need if some kids playing RuneScape and Minecraft and they got rappers they like, they need more of that. Mm-hmm. And we need just need to see more diversity. And then I think that would heal rap where it's all about, hey, I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill this person. Hey, like, I got the best shit in the hood type type of deal. Where it's like, let the people um who really identify that mm-hmm. and that's where they grew up do that. If you faking it. Just do what's true. Just do what's true to you. Thanks. You may see quick money in it, but no, those people are doing those stories because they seen some shit mm-hmm. growing up and they identify that. And if I was them, I wouldn't want nobody coming in here faking it.
0: Facts. Absolutely. Now, how do you cater to each of your artists different sounds? You know, how do you make sure that you're able to, you know, emphasize each of their own individuality?
1: Yeah. Um, I try to as a producer, I try to live and breathe who they are and understand even the music they listen to. So JP, for instance, what you listen to, JP? He'll send me all a bunch of John Mayer songs. So I'm like, okay, that's the production I need to give him, but I can put my own type of flavor onto it where it's, okay, maybe a little bit indie pop type of drums on it, or maybe more trap or RB type of drum, but it still has that John Mayer feel, so it still feels like JP. And then he can highlight himself as an artist that even say, hey, what have you been listening to late, lately? Oh, Kehlani, all right, I know, to do a Kehlani record. Oh, you listen to ballads, I know to do ballads. Hey, bass, what do you identify with? He's like, man, this hyper power sounds digital and things like that. And a part of it is I go and listen to their music and I'll listen to it for a week straight because I need to be a part of it and understand, okay, what makes this sound good? What's the best of these records? And when I'm able to catch a vibe to it, then I can make the beats and instrumentals and send it to them, but also put my own identity on it as well.
0: Nice. And that's, I mean, that's kind of hard to do. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Making sure that you cater to everybody's specific sound.
1: Like, that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and that's why I'm also, hey, this is a little, little, um, I guess, help wanted. Also looking for people to help me with those, with those spaces because naturally R&B is like my home. So I can easily make like R&B and I do see myself doing that more like long term. Mm-hmm. But I love to work with other people who say, hey, I love making hyper pop let's work together and we can build a community because i don't want to be a jack of all trades okay. i don't want to do everything i'm going to have knowledge on how to mm-hmm. do those things but i'm not one of those person that's got to steer the ship make sure the sales are up or everything like that i feel like hey put everybody in their um right roles where they feel comfortable and happy and we all can um do this thing together
0: thanks nice. okay nice and help is always good right teamwork make the dream work you know teamwork make the dream work i collaborate with a lot of people so I feel the importance of having a team because it's hard doing that shit by yourself. Oh, definitely.
1: Like oh, definitely. It's, it's
0: hard as it's
1: fuck doing that shit by yourself. Like if um anybody ever like does any type of study and there's this book called Sign Yourself. Mm. It's about um how the record labels work and how you can do it yourself. You look at half the stuff you have to do in there. I don't know if you're if you're an artist and you're trying to run this music game by yourself. You're probably doubling the time and is necessary mm. to do this. I would say build a small team, someone that can do the management pieces for you. Yeah. Just to get somebody that really fucks with you, get them the books and the knowledge to help them learn about those things so that they can help, with help on that side. They get another person to um help with, like, the PR and marketing because trying to do that all as one person, very, very difficult. Almost, I would even say, impossible. Okay. And I tried it for a year. Oh. And it was even certain things that we were, like, overlooking, and now that we've, like, reached out and got help, Man, we've been able to like accelerate, and people are able to okay focus on this. Um, go get funding for this. All right, the marketing and promotion and branding is being handled handle over here versus one singular person. All right, I can go focus on something else. Oh, the artist gets to focus on just songwriting, and they've got to focus on mm, I just released single now. I got to pro. I got to promote it. Wait a minute, this single's not doing well. Man, I may need to release another record, or do I give it another two weeks to see how it does? Doing mm. that as one person,
0: right? That's too much yeah for sure.
1: imagine mcdonald's run by one person
0: right i mean the ice cream machine would probably still be broke
1: oh they'll tell you everything's broke <laughs> all you would get is chicken nuggets fries because they could just drop it
0: broke broke facts absolutely you and yeah you need to have all of that to make sure because it's it's hard when you're an artist and i think a lot of artists overlook that as far as like budgeting and just like having different people that are expertise in certain things like you think you know but you really don't somebody else that's been studying it would be able to you know really
1: and even so like i would say hey if you're an artist um get your get your part-time job get your full-time job so that you can fund these things and if you can't fund the people You find people in your community that you can empower Mm -hmm. and teach them those skills because you don't know how helpful it could be if you teach the young homie how to do advertising. He might be doing that for you for free right now. But in two years, he can get be getting paid by everyone because now he's been picked up a new skill yeah. that he didn't have before. You teach somebody how to pick up a camera, how to use it. Yeah, y'all quality probably is not going to be that good in the mm-hmm. end. But I feel like people should try to avoid as many various excuses because time we never get back. So do what you can. Um, even if our our phones take great videos, right, right. Even if it's just a one shot video, you have to do right. do what you can in the meantime. Because one thing, I guess I'll drop a gem to artists. Not having any money is not an excuse. Mm-mm. There's so many things you can do for free to get your music out there. You're able to upload your music for twenty bucks on Distrokid. If you can't make twenty bucks in a week, you as a person, there's something wrong. <laughs> like you can't you can't ask somebody for twenty bucks. You all your music is up there. Mm-hmm. Then record music is people recording songs on their phone and uploading it on SoundCloud. Steve Lacy, okay. Do, it, do what you can. Yeah, you'll say, hey, I don't have the quality, but what you do is you get those that practice and that rep, those reps in, and then you get other people to help you along the journey. All right, there's a kid. He's interested in engineering. You let him engineer your tracks. The next thing you know, you might get on it. Your whole team is already built, Yeah, and it's all internal, so you guys cut each other deals, Then y'all can start charging everybody else an arm and a leg exactly. because now you got your <laughs> own little business and stuff like that. Facts.
0: Absolutely. And y'all, don't sleep. Don't sleep on keeping those connections too. once you make them right don't burn bridges that is one of big things i would say as far as you know media music like do not burn these bridges people do questionable things sometimes or they maneuver in certain ways that they may feel is beneficial to them at that moment but if they've never done anything directly to you to burn that bridge you better use that until it's up you know what i'm saying use that connection until it's gone because you never know what's gonna happen
1: where they're going to land. Yeah, even though stuff taking everything personal, because sometimes when people right. do things, it's not directly as an attack to you. Understand why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it may just be like, hey, this is how they move in order to move their business. See how maybe you can apply it to yours. Or if it's not like that, you want to move in, just gracefully move away. Because one thing I've always learned in business is you never want to burn bridges because you never know where people are going to end up. Exactly. Because let's say y'all like, you know what, forget Robin. We don't care where she goes. Next thing you know, she on Complex, and you, your music comes across her desk, and it's got to be reviewed. Get that
0: shit out of here! <laughs> no, I'm just playing. And you didn't, you didn't
1: even know, you just got hit with a gatekeeper from some, something you did 20 oh, years ago. No, I'm
0: just
1: playing. But no, that happened. Yeah, it does,
0: though. It really does, though. It really does. Shout out to Joy C.J. That's my gang. Shout out to Drew Chicago. She is do, does a lot of PR, and she was telling me about that as well. Like. People that now, you know, we're doing a whole bunch of business with her, don't want to work with her anymore mm-hmm. just because of her getting in certain rooms they can't get in. And it's like, if anything, this is the person you need to be keeping that connect with. You right. know what I'm saying? But it's fucked up that that happens. But people burn those bridges and now, you know, she's in a better position and you know, it's like you burnt, you burnt up, you know.
1: That's what people do with stupid stuff. How you know she's not putting the card in the door? That's
0: what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And it's still
1: open for you to walk, walk through and and, that, and that's my biggest problem, that whole crab in a barrel thing. Yeah. And I really don't think that's just a black people thing. I think that's a class thing. I think poor people just want to see people stay poor. So what they do is they burn bridges because that's comfortable. It used to be an uncomfortable because I always want to see somebody grow and watch them grow and invest in their growth. Mm-hmm. So that in my time of need, I hope that they come help me. I don't expect it. They don't owe me anything, right. but I do it in hopes that, okay. Now it's my time to go into these doors. I need to take advantage of these, opportun- of these opportunities. They're like, hey, Johnny, Johnny was there. Mm-hmm. Boom, let's help him out. Thanks, Absolutely.
0: Now, what are some things that you have planned for music for the summer? Like, what are some things we can expect in the summer?
1: Two. So we're working on two great projects. Probably won't be out for the summer, but we've got some great singles that are releasing. JP's got one called Paul My Hand that's releasing. Tay mystique has got one that's got... Untitled right now, but the title we have for it right now is Water. It'll probably have a different name by then. But some Super Smash hits. We we got some really good news over the last week. Um, that's really gonna help put us in a different position. So be looking to see us a lot, lot more. Yeah, like we're we're really trying to do something because my whole goal is I want to put this region on. I think for far too long we focused on putting people on. Yeah, if we bring the region on, I want ANRs from New York, California to come here and check us out. And I think what we're getting ready to do, we're gonna bring in a lot of noise to see if we can get them to come out this way now.
0: Okay. Absolutely. And you putting in that work. They put in that work, y'all. Y'all need know, Okay. Almost a lot absolutely. of footwork is being put in. And I love to see that for sure. I
1: love to see that. Yeah, lots, lots of a lot of stuff in behind the scenes because we gotta get everything, we gotta get everything prepared. Yeah, we don't know what we want to do with a lot of it, but I'm always one of those people of I'd rather have the stuff with me. Mm-hmm. So when we ready to do those actions, we ready to move. Oh, we can move. Yeah. It's worse too, like, damn, the opportunities here. You ain't got nothing you need. Shout out to y'all. You let's say South by South West calls you don't have your EPK. Tune in with Robin E. Get
0: that.
1: So we trying to work on all those things, get all those things together because man, you never know when that call happens
0: Right. And you just want to be prepared. You just want to be prepared. I love it. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been grilling you. You know what I'm saying? Getting in your face. All in your space. Appreciate that.
1: No problem. So,
0: it's only right now, you know, that we do a little trivia. Y'all know I love trivia. Okay. He was over here prepping before we started the show. He was very nervous. But it's cool. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, Again, happy Juneteenth. Okay. Black people holiday. Love to see it. Um, My boss said... Enjoy the red velvet cake. That's what she said. Wow. Before we left the office. That's just been on my brain since then. I don't
1: like red velvet cake because it's trickery.
0: I don't like it, period. But you don't know what the hell I'm going to celebrate on Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. <laughs> I just had to.
1: When red velvet tastes the way it looks, nah, I'll be down with it. <laughs> don't give me chocolate and it's red.
0: <laughs> but it's just like, don't, don't do that. No shade to the white people, but you can just say happy Juneteenth and just. Keep push it pushing. Like, that's cool. That like that's really okay. Like, it's already bad enough you're getting paid for the holiday as well. Um, I wish that wasn't true, but whatever. So, in honor of Juneteenth, I want you to name some of your favorite black things. Okay. First and foremost, what is your favorite black meal? You talking about sides, main, main piece. What's your favorite?
1: Favorite black meal. I'm gonna make myself sound homeless. Salisbury steak. <laughs> macaroni and cheese and dressing
0: Okay That ain't
1: bad Salisbury steak, poor man's meal I love a simple Sounds way Salisbury <laughs> steak,
0: okay Is Dressing, it, So homemade dressing or are you box dressing? Oh no,
1: homemade dressing No, I get the breadcrumbs, do do all that jazz Chicken broth, put all that in there I'll go to my grandma's house before I get out of a box <laughs> All that jazz Put <laughs> yeah. that on there, all that jazz All, all of it, uh-uh, don't, don't skim on me <laughs> Okay. And I said dressing, not stuffing. He
0: definitely said dressing. Okay,
1: okay, okay. Outside the turkey. Don't give me none of that dry shit you put in there. Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> none of that dry shit? <laughs> no. See, but you can't eat everybody dressing. Right. That, that's a selective dish.
1: That's why I asked him how you make it. You don't say chicken <laughs> broth, I'm not eating
0: That is a very selective dish.
1: Like, mm-hmm. for sure,
0: for sure. Okay, who was your favorite black actress?
1: Black actress, Regina Hall. Oh, you
0: didn't waste no time. No. What, what's the fav- your favorite movie she was in?
1: Favorite movie, Death at a Funeral.
0: Oh, okay.
1: She's my secret wife. Secret wife.
0: Yeah. Nice. Shout out to her. I love her. Did you ever see that video when she um made a song about turning 50? Yep. I love that. I watch that every year on her birthday. I
1: don't watch it because she's not 50 to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what age is she forever to you? 28.
1: 28? Yeah. That's a good age to be.
0: Yeah. It's <sighs> a good age to be. Okay, who is your favorite black actor?
1: Favorite black actor... That's tough. It's so, you know what? I'm gonna pick Denzel because what he does on the screen and off the screen.
0: Okay.
1: So I'm picking Denzel.
0: Right.
1: Favorite Denzel movie. Ooh, favorite Denzel movie, Inside Man. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like right, Training Day's though.
0: I knew you was gonna say don't don't even mention it. I was gonna say nobody mentioned it is
1: <laughs> Actually I lied. Okay. My actual favorite, only because people say I look like him, which gets on my nerves, but Omar Epps, because The Wood is like my favorite movie.
0: Okay. Denzel wasn't in The Wood.
1: No, though. I'm saying my other favorite are Omar oh, Epps. Oh, okay, okay. Look,
0: I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Did I, is there no, he was a side
1: character. You look on the screen. Unrated people- scene?
0: Okay. Facts. Shout out to Omar Epps. Shout out to The Wood. That's a classic. Yeah. For sure. That's that's one of those that you can watch like anytime that shit could on.
1: Almost definitely.
0: I love it. I thought that was how, like, middle school and shit was going to
1: be, wasn't that like that, though? That was
0: like in the 70s. I, I know, but I still thought that that's how it was going to be like. They didn't know what a CD <laughs> <world> was. <laughs> I still thought that was going to be like. Facts, facts, facts. Shout out to the wood. Okay. What is your favorite black holiday?
1: Favorite black holiday? All the ones they give us off at work. <laughs> um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, most definitely. Why? Only because I feel like, yes, I know it started by like pilgrims, but if you think of the whole way it functions now, we took over that and changed the way like American culture even looks at like that holiday. We talking about big families, everybody bringing the dish, discussions, football, people oh like kicking in and things like that. And that's why that was one of my black uh, favorite black holidays because I just feel like that's the one time everyone like gets gets together and you just see culture in the room. Mm-hmm. And um, I even just think the whole idea behind behind it is just just the uh, thankful because I feel like when we celebrate Thanksgiving after everything that happened, we got free from slavery. So us being thankful for a lot of things happened, and we just were so communal. So that's why I think that one like sticks out to me the most. Even though I know it has its bad like history, but for us as people, I love definitely getting together with my like family. And I feel like Thanksgiving outside of family reunions is the one time you get to see the legacy of your family. That's true
0: got to do better y'all. <clears throat> we got to we got to do better
1: about that. We got to do better about that. Yeah, most definitely.
0: Cuz we are the elders now. So we got to be the ones hey, to I throw was, the shindigs.
1: I was watching this thing this uh OG, I think it was on Jubilee, said this line that like like it hit me hard. And it's about our generations told we pretty much said we need to stop looking for leaders because the leaders of the past generation were our age when they were leaders. Hey, yeah. We are the new leaders. Absolutely. So even made me start moving different. It was like, oh man. So we got the ones that's gotta like start running and operating things and making sure things are moving forward. And yeah. we all look around like, hey, who, who, who lead it? Who?
0: How do we get it done? <laughs> Facts. And we are, take that serious. I take that very serious. Right. I have a lot of talks with my ancestors. So I take that very serious. What's your favorite black TV
1: show? Ooh, favorite black TV show. I'm gonna get you guys one. Afro Samurai
0: wow i've
1: only watched literally one episode of that afro samurai was like my favorite thing it's only got five episodes but what i liked about it was it's one of those shows that show you like even the boondocks does it Mm -hmm. to a degree we can make anything Mm -hmm. like um, A lot of people think, oh, you can't have Black Samurais or anything like that. And they said, we can't have Black Samurais and hip-hop music in right. it and have Samuel Jackson saying damn all the time <laughs> and still make something like great, even with the, even with the boondocks, it's kind of like anime style. So yeah, definitely Afro Samurai is my favorite Black television show.
0: Nice. Shout out to Samuel. Mm-hmm. Timeless. That nigga's timeless. He's a true Black treasure.
1: But if I want to give one that most people know, family matters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite character? Stefan Urkel. Stefan. Look that up. See if you guys know who that is.
0: What? Stefan?
1: Uh-huh.
0: It was still Urkel.
1: Right. Oh. But it's a particular episode. So the reason why that I said Stefan Urkel, I, was, I had crooked teeth, <laughs> teeth, I I teeth when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Super shy. So when I saw that episode, he drank that cool juice. Yeah. And that baby face song came yeah. off. This is the cool <laughs> for you. And he was hitting that step <laughs> with that white suit. I was like, that is when I want to be. <laughs> Hands down. And that's why Stefan Raquel would be my favorite character outside of Marcus Graham from Boomerang.
0: Okay. Yes, Marcus. Marcus. I love Boomerang. That's one of my favorite black movies. Mm-hmm.
1: That's that's up there. Um, little sign that when I was trying to teach myself how to be cool, I watched that movie twenty times over the course of ten years. You days. was
0: teaching yourself how
1: to be cool? Oh, I was imitating him all the time.
0: What what lessons did you take from the movie? <sighs> Cause he was kind of a fuck nigga, so I want to know how cool you thought you was following Margaret Graham.
1: It, it's up my guys, it's all about the aesthetics. <laughs> it's all about the aesthetics, the little things. We
0: don't want to hear that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that. He was a fuck nigga
1: a little bit. No, he wasn't.
0: Yes, he was. Who was it?
1: Who he treated wrong? He
0: was a little he was kind of a fuck nigga.
1: The only one he treated wrong was Holly.
0: Okay, that's still a that fuck was, nigga. That was one thing. No, it was the whole ordeal. Is yes. the fact that they was playing a role, then he left her to go be up under Jacqueline uh-huh. and tried to downplay that. And it was the fact that she was fucking with his friend first. He could have went and just went and got another woman. Why would he have to go in that circle? Because he hurt his friend as well. I won't say it. On yeah, day. yeah. I won't, I won't say Think it. Think about day. that. Think about that.
1: Wherever a woman's heart is, just let her go. If it ain't what <laughs> she is with that. your homie, hey, take your L.
0: No, he. that was trash. That was some thirsty shit. He could have just went on by his way. He was hurt. No, he could have went on by his way. The way, like he went and got Shorty in the park with the dog, he could have went and got another one.
1: Was there a man that um, he said he didn't want the girl no more? She started talking to his friend, that he got upset when he seen him at the party. Maybe what movie was that? Love Jones.
0: Yeah, and she was wrong for that.
1: She no, how was she wrong?
0: Because why why would you want to go and deal with somebody that's in your ex's you know friend group? There's so many other people you could dabble with.
1: And he was shorter of cryo. He was being her comforter.
0: No, and she yeah, I'm not I'm not friend. She was wrong. Nina was wrong for that.
1: Look here, you put something on your front lawn, and somebody come picking it back up.
0: That says a lot about you as a person. You can't take yourself out of the equation to go find somebody else. You went and got. Somebody that's in the the friend group of your ex clearly there's something about him that reminds you of your ex to an extent. Y'all friends, they're friends.
1: We all gotta admit this this whole love game is a weird thing. Like full that's disclosure, true. I don't recommend people going after their homies, girls, and stuff like that. But I do understand that sometimes there's situations where people got chemistry. What do you, what do you do about that? That's trash. They seem like they do, and what they together for twenty years. That's trash.
0: Can't relate. Hey, y'all <laughs> and Robbie,
1: y'all stay away from our exes.
0: I'm just saying, that's just not, to me, that's just, yeah, so that's what's trash.
1: the statute of limitation on exes? How long?
0: Well, for me, it would depend on how intimate me and the person were, me and my ex were. If that was somebody that I just fucked, mm-hmm. I really don't care because I was just somebody I fucked. But if I was in a relationship, I brought them around you, you met them through me, mm-hmm. it's it's off limits. Forever? Yeah.
1: Oh. It's, it's forever. if it's like? 15 years later.
0: By that point, if they end up getting together, maybe me and the Shorty ain't friends no more. I don't know. <laughs> but it ain't happening. Real shit. Like, that's wow. that's really whack to me. There's too many people in the world.
1: I, I get five years limitation. I think I'll be healed by that. Sloppy. How's that sloppy? That's sloppy.
0: Anyway, look, <laughs> like,
1: anyway. You probably ended up with something better at that point. That's you don't even
0: sloppy. care. Sloppy. That's sloppy. But you're right. Maybe maybe I'm in a whole other relationship. Whatever.
1: And they a whole different person now. Maybe they finally got it together. They put, you know, they don't stink no more. They finally washed themselves. They got a job. Got they
0: probably gone. went and found somebody else. <laughs> they in a different bracket now. So Touché. they probably wouldn't even want to be in the same circle anymore. So. I feel that. Y'all, it's a different day, y'all. Fuck nigga free summer. That's all I'm going to say. Lastly, do you have a favorite black author or poet?
1: Ooh, Favorite
0: black author or poet?
1: I could be childish to say Langston Hughes.
0: That's not childish.
1: Cause I'm saying that because that's the only person I've ever listened to as far as, like, poetry.
0: Oh, or
1: author, I mean. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go Langston Hughes because I'm, I'm a huge renaissance person as far as, like, uh, his work and his writing. As far as, like, books, out to Mystique, she got me actually back into reading books. So that was something, like, being stereotypical, I was like, oh. I got to read a book for. I'll just go watch a video, watch the movie. I get all whatever th- everything mm-hmm. I need in that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm finally getting back into okay,
0: my good. My ways. You need to read.
1: Yeah, reading is fundamental. Definitely a
0: book, right? Reading is fundamental for sure.
1: If you are not reading, you lose all the information. That's where people give all the sauce at is in books.
0: And literally, your comprehension is better if you actually read a book. Mm-hmm. If you're always reading things on your phone, you cannot comprehend things the same way because People can write whatever online, you know, right. the language and the sentencing and the grammar and shit. So read a book.
1: <laughs> I that's point. Hey, how about start off Audible? Started with Audible, the mm-hmm. transition back into reading the actual physical book. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now, what else do you dabble in, you know, besides the music? What else do you
1: do? Yeah. You- so um, my actual job is I'm a sales oper- global sales operations manager for a company called VideoJet. So what that entails is... You guys get any of these lovely cans. You've got, like, the barcodes. My company creates the printers that print that stuff on there. Oh, nice. So I manage 26 different countries globally to help them sell our uh, laser products and our um, inkjet products, so pretty much printers and stuff like that. Oh. So that's what I do on a day-to-day data analytics. Um, I went to school at the uh, University of Illinois Wesleyan where I got my bachelor's degree, so, yeah, I'm kind of a nerd. Mm-hmm. Um so that's why i can tell you guys about marketing because i've got the god <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um yeah the outside of that yeah that's that's what i do outside of music uh love madden y'all want to play me a madden come get jazz but i don't play for free uh what else do i like movies i love watching movies okay anything gets to i don't even care if the movie corny i'll watch it and also i'm a very opinionated so you may love a movie and i'll hate that motherfucker. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that lawyer coming about you.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't like kiddish movies, too. I like mine to be based, feel like it's real.
0: Okay, so what, what genres off-limits that you don't like to watch?
1: Ooh, genres that are off-limits that I won't watch.
0: Besides kid movies.
1: I think I'll watch them. I'll watch them all. Like mm-hmm. It's just more of like the feel of it. Like For instance, I don't like... um. I like things that kind of have, like, a conflict, and people are trying to go through these conflicts and figure out, like, how to resolve it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, their choices have consequences that they can't overwrite. Um, where I'm more of, a, like, a life lessons type of person. Okay. Okay. But I love movies with plot twists. Yeah. Like, it's not what you think it is. Stuff that I can get my brain going where it's like, wait a minute. Then you got to go back and rewatch it, be like, wait, how, how did we get to this, <laughs> this point?
0: Now, I have to get your expertise, you know, before we head out on the new Drake album, y'all. Okay, Drake dropped an album. I love Drake, for one. I love Drake. That was college. Him and Chief Keef, that, that was my world right mm-hmm. there. But there's been a lot of mixed reviews on it. People are feeling, you know, a certain way about it. I have some indifferences about it, but I don't hate the album. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on it?
1: I think the album is good and pr- brilliantly put together. Here's where he here's where he went wrong. This is why artists you need to roll out. If he would have rolled this out and teased some of these records to us, it could have helped his fan base be prepared for it. But he just he just kind of dropped it, so you put people in shock. So they may not even know that they like it yet. Mm-hmm. But what they were expecting was the last project you released, trap rap, trap rap. So they expected, hey, we get getting, getting that same thing again. And this is why I think it's so so important. Te- tease the record so that your fan base can be a part of it. And people that have a with the Drake record, remember the same guy that made Hotline Bling, One, One Dance, Controller. So he, he's been in that lane before. Mm-hmm. It's just now he's dedicated an album to being that way. But I wish he would have leveraged social media. He could have did a campaign around One Dance, mm-hmm. where you could have got people re-listening to that record. So when you listen to this album now, you're like, oh, I've heard Drake do this mm-hmm. in the past. So this isn't as shocking. Because he he he's just an artist trying to go into a different lane. And yeah. I feel like when you're in music, you don't have a problem with what Drake does. But when you're a consumer, you're just like, I've come here for a reason. And you haven't prepped me. Mm-hmm. It's like walking into McDonald's and they're selling tacos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I want it. I want my number five. Thanks. You ain't got it. You ain't got it no more. Mm-hmm. But if they would told you two weeks in advance, you'd be like, All right, I know if I go in there, I want tacos. I may try it out because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious type of deal
0: do you feel like Drake is like uh somebody that makes classic music
1: he used to i i think he's i think he's gotten away from it a bit um because i think his take care i feel like he had classic records on there um nothing was the same I think he had classic records on on those i, I think of of late like the last two scorpion and scary hours i don't think it's much classics on there. I think it's a lot of playing it safe. Mm-hmm. That's why I can appreciate this album, because I feel like this is the first time Drake tried to experiment, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm a huge Kanye fan, and even recently have much respect for Beyonce, because it's tough to like, I want to bring a different sound, yeah. and I don't know for sure people if people are going to like it, right. where you say, hey, I'm doing everything that everybody else is doing. I know they're going to like it mm-hmm. type of deal, but to experiment with your sound, even shout outs to Chloe Bailey in this experiment that she's doing with her sound, Take takes courage.
0: Absolutely. I love Drake. And yeah, I feel as though he is trying to evolve and just, you know, expand his artistry and reach those different types of charts and continue to be a global phenomenon. And the only way you can reach the masses is if you can cater to the masses, you know.
1: And people got to remember, remember recently he just did a publishing deal for like hundreds of millions of dollars. That's also how the music game works. So when you get those publishing deals, mm-hmm. they also have records they're going to want him to perform.
0: Exactly. So
1: that's probably what this is a part exactly. of. Exactly. And watch. You're going to watch every HBO special is going to have those songs played because they're highly syncable. Mm-hmm. He's going to make way more money than people realize off of this project. I guarantee he'll make more money off this project than the other ones. Big
0: facts. Big facts. Okay, you better let him know. You better let him know, Tom. Easily.
1: You let him know
0: so i have definitely enjoyed you being on pillow talk we've been chopping it up for sure you've been dropping a lot of gems
1: yeah i try my best i want to drop some knowledge on people yeah
0: you drop a lot of gems so what's like one main goal that you have for engine music you know in the future what's something that you really want to accomplish
1: oh really want to accomplish i want to get an office space in downtown chicago okay like have an actual office in there that people can have meetings and get things done. Yeah. But I feel like it'll mean something to have like your name somewhere. There's a building, there's a room you can go to, especially in downtown, downtown Chicago. That's I don't want to do anything. Um, Cause I want us to be seen as like the other record labels and be seen in those like same lights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge accomplishment of what I want to do.
0: And that's going to happen. We speaking out to the universe. That's going to happen. Easily. It's going to appear before you know it.
1: For sure. It's also rent cheap.
0: I mean, well, downtown, <laughs> <laughs> it might be, maybe not. <laughs> Give us the
1: discount. You're going to have the
0: bread. You're going to have the money for it. You're going to have the
1: money for it. We're going back to selling crack. We're going to steal it. <laughs> you going
0: to have the money for it. So I do have your IG scrolling on the bottom of the screen, but if there's, is there anywhere else that you want for us to tap in with you?
1: Hey, go check us out on uh, Engine Music, I-N-G-E-N music.com. Uh, check out the artists, check out their music, check out Tame Mystique, check out J.P. The Truth, check out uh, check out Bass Dragon. Um, shout outs to Machiavelli C, check out his music. I think Alan Wilder just dropped something, check him out. Um, if you need beats, check out DJ Ken's as well. That's X. one of my guys, really, really dealt with the sounds. Uh, check out Troy Tyler. That's somebody I'm really interested in working with soon, so check him out. And uh, who else can I give a shout out to? All you great Lake County artists, keep doing what you're doing. Really, if y'all don't think nobody's watching you, somebody is. You're, You're one step from your big break.
0: Right there, right there, and y'all don't be afraid to hit him up for questions. You know what I'm real, saying? Real. This is somebody that has a lot of knowledge just about the music game and just ways that you can go as an artist. Sometimes you get you know caught up in your own self and you don't know where to go, who to ask. This is a creative person that's gonna give you the real shit. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. and real knowledge, real numbers. Tap in with him, y'all. Like tap in with. Him.
1: And yeah, if y'all ever want some more knowledge, tap in, tap in with Rob, and I'll come back on here and. I can answer any questions you yeah. guys, guys have and maybe we could do something official to just do a little Q&A or something like that because she don't want to say it, but she's very knowledgeable herself as well.
0: You, you're you the knowledgeable one. <laughs> and thank you again for my bottle, period, y'all. This is so This is so nice. This is so nice. This is like one of the nicest gifts I've gotten on the show in a very, very
1: long time. You got to keep the box.
0: I will. I, I. This is just. This is dope. This just gave me some some motivation to just do some extra shit. Oh hey,
1: that's the that's the hard work. You you really yeah. helped, you really helped us out. Like seriously.
0: We get in late tonight. <laughs> but no, I appreciate you, Johnny, for coming on Pillow Talk Podcast. No like I said, you're always doing incredible things and so knowledgeable. So I definitely want to have you come back on, maybe drop some more knowledge for artists because they would definitely appreciate it. We'll do. Facts,
1: facts. Maybe we bring 106 Apart back and I start y'all music. Oh,
0: and he ain't going to be light with it. Let me tell you. No. Nah. He ain't going to be light with it. Shout out to everybody that tuned in, share, like, commented, man. Make sure that y'all subscribe to Pillow Talk Podcast. You already know, streaming on all major platforms. Sending love and light to everybody, man. Peace the fuck out.